0: Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Eli McCann in my house today with Jolyn Metro, who's filling in for Meg Walter, who is not here because she texted us and said she was too overwhelmed by the topic today and she did not want to record with us.
1: I remember that a little differently.
0: What do you remember? She
1: said she texted both of us in our group thread and said... I hate you both, and I hope your grandmas get COVID. <laughs> and we're not really sure what like spiked that, but <laughs> she could be very mean. <laughs> she's, just, she's just like, nope. <laughs>
0: we're gonna miss we're gonna miss Meg today, but she'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, you got uh, me, the regular, and Jolyn, who is a hive mind all star, has been on the podcast before. So, Jolyn, why don't you start us off? What have you been watching?
1: Well. Since it's been quarantine, I've literally been watching all the things. We could sit here for three weeks and we wouldn't get through (laughs) a discussion about all the things that I have watched. But I will tell you two of my favorites. Okay. The first one is Mrs. America. Which chronicles the story basically of Phyllis Schlafly, who was a very conservative woman during the 1970s, who became very politically active in the um, anti-ERA fight. Mm -hmm. Um, But it chronicles her life and then other notable activists at the time, like Gloria Steinem and Bella Absol- I can never remember how yeah. to say her last yeah. name, um. But it is phenomenal. Even RPG
0: makes an appearance. She does a
1: cute, like young RPG. RB- yeah. Oh, it kills me. Um. But Kate Blanchett plays Phyllis Schlafly, and she like. Kay. Here's the thing. I hate Phyllis Schlafly like. Yeah, I, I, don't, I know. I, I know we shouldn't get like too political, but but I hate her. She's
0: not your hero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a very politically correct way to put it. <laughs> yeah. No, she's right. not my hero. She, no. Um. But Kate Blanchett is like, I, I don't even have words to describe how amazing so she is. Kate, yeah,
0: Cate Blanchett is. Uh, Skylar and I were talking about this last night. I think Kate Blanchett is a top five actress of our time. I yeah. Think she she is outrageously good. Blue Jasmine is like one of my favorite that's movies. Right, Have that's you ever right. seen it? uh uh-uh.
1: But I know that we've oh had like gosh. that conversation about her before. Yeah. yeah,
0: she is she is outrageously good. And I am the same as you. I was I did not want to watch Mrs. America because I was like, I don't think I can watch a show about Phyllis Schlafly like who <laughs> Is also not my hero And uh, but then uh, on Your recommendation Jolynn I was like okay I'll give it a try yeah. and first of all I didn't Realize that it's not the whole show is not About Phyllis Schlafly no. It's about the whole, the whole movement
1: But it kind of centers on her In an interesting most, way She
0: gets the most screen time but I
1: will say So the most I don't think you're like you're not Fully caught up though I don't think I
0: have like two Episodes left
1: so this most recent This week's Episode was like the convention In Houston the first all women's Convention in Houston and Sarah Paulson her character gets The most beautiful Episode uh. like I Sobbed in this episode really? multiple Times so I'm really excited for you to Get there because it is like It is very moving very interesting And I think Sarah Paulson is also a vision So so we, I recommend it unless like Is that the
0: actress who plays Gloria Steinem No 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 or who plays Gloria she, Steinem
1: um, Rose Rose Byrne. Bur-
0: I can never remember her name. She's for Bridesmaids in, she's from *Bridesmaids*, yeah. She's great. She
1: does a great job. Yeah. No, no. Sarah Paulson is one of like Phyllis Schlafly's um like right hand henchwomen, okay. whatever. Okay. Um, but it's a really really interesting episode, and just seeing some like moments from the convention that you know are historical, and just like how it just just was very moving in, in some really important ways. But if you are a little too I'm triggered by politics. recent politics right now like I would not recommend watching this it is very uh um uh, I don't even know what the word is but just don't watch it if if but otherwise yeah. watch it.
0: Yeah, it can be it can be a tough watch in some ways. Uh it's it's one of those shows where while you're watching it you're constantly googling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is like I don't you know, I know a lot of the names of the people who are there, but I don't know like what they're up to now or if they're still alive. So a lot of it is like, oh, is she still alive? Yeah. Oh, she died in twenty sixteen or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> you know?
1: Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. And then I've also um another one is Run, which is a new HBO show. They're like maybe six or seven episodes in. And it's about two uh individuals who dated like in college hmm. who had like made this pact where if one of them were to text run and then the other one were to text back run they would meet up at a train station leave everything like immediately whatever anyway so it just kind of chronicles oh the it, it honestly it was the most recent episode that was like oh this is really good it was interesting because there was a little bit more mysterious and now we're, like, getting more into uncovering some of the mystery, which is, like, really sucking me in. Oh, cool. Um, and it has Merit Weaver, who is, like, the most... She was in Marriage Story. She plays um, Scarlett Johansson's sister. Oh, she basically yeah. just has, like, that one scene in, like, her mom's kitchen or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, she's phenomenal. Um, and then it also has... Dommel Gleason. is that how you say it? I don't know. He was in that one movie... Uh, where he like learns the men in his family Can travel through time, about time Oh so it's yeah, called, yeah, with, yeah. Um, the British,
0: or is he Irish? Yeah,
1: something. something Something-ish But um, <laughs> yeah he's, he's really phenomenal in it too And um He's a little skeezy, but you still kind of root for him a little bit. Okay. It's so interesting, yeah. How the and um Phoebe Waller Bridge of Fleabag oh, fame yeah, yeah. is one of the executive producers. So on it, it must be good. Yeah, yeah. everything that woman touches it literally is yeah. gold. She could touch a piece of like dog poop on the ground, and it would literally just <laughs> immediately turn to gold. So lovely. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: Okay, right. what are you watching? What have I been watching? So, I Mrs. America has been consuming me lately. We already talked about that. Last week I realized that I had never seen I've been trying to go back and watch like iconic American movies that like I feel like everybody has seen that I just somehow missed out on. So last like, week I dumb and dumber those that type honestly like not necessarily critically acclaimed but just like a movie that everyone has seen but i have seen dumb and dumber so that's not it fortunately i don't have to go rewatch that um <laughs> no so i realized that i had never seen there's something about mary mm. so i watched that have you seen it yeah it is horrible
1: yeah i'm surprised that you even did you make it through the whole thing
0: I did, even though it is, like, nine hours long. And the reason why I watched it is because the podcasts that I listened to were like, oh, There's Something About Mary was one of the greatest films of that year. And I was like, oh, is that, like, a good movie? I just always thought it was kind of a popcorn movie for people.
1: It's so, so gross. It is
0: the grossest movie. <laughs> yes. It is offensive. In like, you can't think of a, of a way... In which this like, this movie is offensive in every possible way that it can be offensive. I feel like every single scene they find a reason to, for laughs, beat up a disabled person, mm. and like mm-hmm. obviously it's terrible to women, and the messages are just outrageously bad. But on top of all that, it's not funny. It's not funny. I was like, I it's like almost a three hour movie, and I was just like, oh my god, it, really it is so. Long and I didn't know because I was watching it like on a Saturday night and I was like this feels really long But maybe it's because I just don't (laughs) like it and then when it ended I was like I looked at the clock and I was like I've been at this for almost three hours
1: (laughs) Like what was it
0: anyway not all popular movies are worth a
1: watch No, and I don't even I don't I mean, I don't remember how old I was when that movie came out But I was like probably like child yeah young, Mm -hmm. but I remember it being like gross a eh? and i don't remember it being that popular that's so interesting that they were like that's all gone yeah
0: and you know i i'm definitely not the audience for it anyway i'm not a cringe comedy person mm. you know i the meet the parents is mm. i like i can't sit through meet the parents i know like people love that movie but i don't like T V or movies where the joke is somebody just getting put in an embarrassing situation one after yeah, another and yeah, like I stuff agree. not working out. That
1: it feels like cheap comedy. Yeah. Like I like comedy where you actually have to work for the laughs and it feels like, oh, people are gonna laugh more out of like embarrassment for the character mm-hmm. than anything else. And it's like, okay, we don't need to go there.
0: this, this is I agree. This is one of the reasons why I liked uh Shits Creek so much is mm-hmm, they never let mm-hmm. the tension build very high. And so they had to be a lot more clever with their writing yeah. and their character development. Yeah. I thought that the series finale was atrocious. But like, other than that. I know that, you
1: did. I didn't hate it.
0: <laughs> hated it. So, but we've talked about it on this podcast. But anyway, I won't belabor that point. Um, we have a much bigger topic to talk about today.
1: We're talking about the moon. <laughs> Sure. It's very big
0: <laughs> But before we get to the moon We're going to talk about Survivor Season 40 Winners at War We brought JoLynn in for this Hi. Because JoLynn, JoLynn and I Both have an extremely unhealthy relationship With this television program We Jolyn and I are so obsessed with Survivor that our obsession finally got Meg to watch for the first time. Yeah, and Meg was going to record this with us, but she wasn't. She could. (laughs) She still has like five hours left of the season, and she's like, "I am not going to finish five hours before we record this. Go!" But so, Jolyn, why don't you give a quick history (laughs) and a recent history of Of yourself and Survivor Survivor relationship? Okay, so
1: when it first came out. 20 years ago Mm -hmm. um i was 11 so i think i was a couple years later when i was in middle school a group of my friends we started having survivor parties like a 13 year olds or whatever right and Mm -hmm. so and that lasted for a couple of years and then i stopped watching it um and since quarantine so it's been a long time since i have watched the show Mm mm-hmm but it seemed, I was like, I want something where there are so many episodes. I want to not run out of episodes of something yeah. while, because I don't know how long we're going to be in the situation where TV is my life. And so I started watching Survivor, and I have probably, pro- I don't, it's embarrassing to admit how many seasons I've watched in two months, but it's probably like 15. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just been like season after season after season. Yeah. Okay. So I've been obsessively consuming survivor survivor seasons and mostly just like the top rated ones okay with like um cuz I, mean, I have no interest in like spending my time on a season that everybody says is not worth not a good not worth watching so i've been watching like the iconic ones you know like um uh villains heroes, heroes versus, versus villains, villains and like the all star Fan, episodes fans, versus, fans favorites. versus favorites um so what what is your like top 2 or 3 seasons um, I really love season twenty eight Kagayan, yeah, um, I thought it was funny and fun, and I like when like these like later ish seasons where it starts becoming less personal to people yeah. and it just becomes more like about the, the game. game, yeah it's a little bit more enjoyable to watch like season eight, which is like when for people who know survivors, when Rob and Amber meet and get engaged get, get engaged, whatever, that jury was so. So bitter, yeah. and I was just like, ugh, I can't, I can't deal with you people. Yeah, I just, I just can't. So, um, but yeah, Kagayan, I think is my number one. Yeah, I really, really like it. And then I did love, let's see, um, they all kind of run together at this yeah. point, to be yeah. honest. But um, I did love, uh, heroes versus villains. Yeah, that was really good too. Uh,
0: excluding season forty, since recency bias and so forth. Right. Although I would, I'm sure it's going to end up in my top. Five at least yeah um, but I my my favorite is heroes versus villains second mm. is probably fans versus favorites and then third would be blood versus water and fourth is Kagayan. yeah yeah I mean like yeah. those are like the top when people I've I've had a bunch of people like email and ask like what I want to get into Survivor what should I watch and I'm like well if you have the patience for 40 seasons start with one and work your way through but if yeah. you don't do 16 20 27 28 and then yeah see where you are
1: yeah yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, both of us have been watching a ton of Survivor. I have I've watched probably five seasons since um, quarantine. But mm-hmm. I there are probably only five of the forty seasons that I have not seen, and most of them are like earlier ones. I did see yeah. the first few, and then I kind of fell off for. a Yeah. While. So
1: I will say that I have not seen all of the seasons for all the winners that they brought back for season forty. Okay. Same. So so there were like a fair number of those people whose seasons I haven't watched. Who so
0: I had not I have still have not seen Denise's season or Sophie's season.
1: I haven't seen either of those. I didn't see Yule's season and he's the, he won... um not Cook Islands. What's the yeah I think it's Cook, uh, he, he did okay
0: with so, he played with Parvati. with the first time Parv
1: played right. Mm-hmm. I ha- I didn't watch it. Um, I didn't see. I always forget Danny's season.
0: Oh yeah, Guatemala.
1: Yeah. I started watching Kim's season and it was so boring. It's boring. Yeah. It was so boring. I like I c could, I couldn't make it. Not through because
0: it. of Kim, but the rest no, of the No, the people, people are so stupid. Yeah, I hate
1: them so much. Yeah. I literally bad. just hate them. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I couldn't watch it. Um You hadn't seen Ben's season, right? Mm mm. Or Wendell's. Wendell, yeah. Or Michelle's, so actually, there's like a, yeah, a, a fair number of, of these. So You people. came in
0: pretty fresh on a good chunk of the cast in 40. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, we have um, some categories because I figured that we probably need some organization to this conversation. So, our first category that we're going to talk about, I want to give some just overall thoughts on a couple of points before we dive into some yeah. details. So, overall thoughts the edge of extinction twist, which for those who are didn't watch. In this season once a person gets voted out they got sent to this very desolate island and then there were two opportunities for everybody on that desolate island to play a challenge together to get back in the game and that is abnormal usually when you get voted out you're just gone yeah what do you think about the edge of extinction twist
1: so I think that uh, they kind of had to do it I think if you're gonna bring back these winners you have to give them as many incentives to play. Like some of these people, what it's been like their yeah. fifth time playing or yeah. something. So I think that they had to incentivize these previous winners to come back to yeah. play. Um, and so I think having Edge of Extinction there was like a, a way to say, you know what, you're going to have two more chances to get back in, yeah. regardless of when you're you're voted out of the game. With that said, though, I do think that people on Edge of Extinction have a, had a little too much power this mm-hmm. season to influence some things in the game. It never like did so drastically, but it could have had like a really, really dramatic effect. Which, it's like, are they still in the game? Or are they not? And if they're not, which I don't think, if you're voted out, you're not technically still in the game, mm-hmm. should you have that much power? So, yeah. I have mixed... I understand why they did it. I have mixed feelings about like the way it factored into the game.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think I was offended by the fact that they could affect the game from, from outside. I, generally speaking, I don't like the edge twist. I I There are a lot of survivor purists who say no, once you get voted out, you should never be able to get back in. There should not be a twist that allows that to happen. I'm not quite that extreme. I really dislike that they bring someone back in the final six. Yeah. I think it's way too late to bring someone back in the game because by the time that person comes back, it's like, okay, well, like, the game has gone on without you, and this... This is supposed to be a game that rewards the person who outlasts the rest, and you didn't. Like, yeah,
1: and and you could make the argument, though, especially in this season where it was the person who was voted out first who came back mm-hmm. at the very end, and she did work very, very hard on sure. Edge of Extinction to gain like a lot of things that, that ended up helping her at the very end, but... She didn't, know. she
0: didn't play the same game exactly. that those people were playing. Exactly. Like, she didn't have to oust people. She didn't have to manipulate. She didn't have to do any of that. She was literally just like surviving, yeah. which is a, another... It's interesting, but that's a different show. Yeah, right. And so I think I would be okay. I would rather that they never bring Edge back. I think I would be okay if they if they had edge go until the The merge merge. yeah and then let the people compete to see who gets to come back to the merge and then edge is done after that yes um so i don't know we'll we'll see and i i know it was reported that they had to use edge to like entice a lot of these people to come back and so and i i get it i i suspect the producers don't love the concept either Mm -hmm. But we'll see if it comes back again I don't know Because this
1: is the second time it's yeah, been used And they, the first time it was in somebody from Edge won. Who won the final, right?
0: Yeah, and I think it's one of the worst seasons Yeah, You know, it it really was pretty lame Especially the ending So, yeah. okay So um, Those are my g- Those are general thoughts I think we're good there So uh, next category I want to talk about What were the best plays of the season Do you want to go first?
1: Sure um so my favorite I think is so I, my I, it's no secret that Tony is like my boy. Right. So okay. So everything that he does to me is like funny mixed with incredibly uh like good adept playing of what, Survivor.
0: When did he become your boy? Was it during this season?
1: No, I loved him because you watched him. Yon. Yon. Okay, yeah, and I just think he was brilliant. But there was uh, one um, tribal council where he was playing two different alliances who thought that they, he was a part of their alliance, mm-hmm. and then he was able to use he was able to use just a few people to get rid of Sophie, blindsiding her, and she had an idol in her pocket and she never saw it coming.
0: Yeah. So it's always amazing when someone can orchestrate a plurality ousting. Yes. Because you have to be very sneaky. Because if anybody gets wind of a plurality issue, the numbers start changing very quickly. Yes. Um, Tony, that episode for Tony. There has never been an episode in Survivor that was better for a player.
1: No, I agree. He
0: because to remind everybody, in that episode, (laughs) he received an extortion disadvantage from Natalie and Parvati, which um, was a disadvantage that would pull him out of the immunity challenge challenge unless he could gather six six fire fire tokens. tokens. Uh, And and pay them off And he only had like a couple of hours to do it And he
1: only had like three Of his own Yeah
0: dude goes to two competing alliances that he has convinced he's working with both of them and gets them to empty their pockets for him which while i was watching this i was just like why like I let know. tony not compete in the immunity challenge like why do you want him to because they needed his they wanted him yes. yeah and they wanted to keep his and then favor he wins and then he wins so he gets the six fire tokens from other people <laughs> then he wins the immunity challenge and then he's like I'll just try my luck on this and at the last second and he waits until the last second yes. because he wants he, he doesn't want... want to give people time mm-hmm. to, to undermine his plan he goes and orchestrates a plurality ousting of Sophie who was on no one's radar no
1: one's and, and she was playing a good game of uh, Sophie and we get, so, we'll get yeah, to yeah, the yeah.
0: Sophie of it all in yeah. a minute but like the fact that he got all of that done in like four hours. I know. When that episode ended, I mean, I just remember like all of like the Twitter buzz and the uh-huh. Survivor Reddit and whatever else was just like, has anyone ever had a better day than that yeah. in their life? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was and I think like up to that point, Tony had been a little quiet in the game.
1: And and that was Purposeful.
0: It was purposeful. He'd kind of laid back because he previously, when he had returned um, in was it game Game changers, Changers? he was targeted so quickly and he was so aggressive and he was so loud and he was like, I don't want to do that this time. So he'd been laying low
1: for like, and it was like episodes. I think until then, so like five or six episodes in,
0: and then all of a sudden he was just
1: like, whack 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 whack, and then
0: it once that episode was over, it was like, oh, Tony's the one to beat this season.
1: This is Tony's game. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was so so good
1: so good so anyway that's probably one of my favorites
0: okay so i think we we can't have this conversation without talking about denise oh my gosh so i didn't know i didn't see denise's prior season i know from online chatter that she was a little bit underestimated people didn't really think of her as much of a strategic like mastermind like as to the degree that some of these other people are um in it was like the third or fourth episode uh Denise is talking to Sandra, and Sandra has an immunity idol that I think had to be played that night. It had a time limit on oh, it. Oh, did it? I don't remember. And S- Sandra is like, I feel really safe, which, what an idiot. <laughs> so dumb. I mean, especially because love you, like, Sandra, but the that was... old
1: school players had been getting knocked off. Yeah. That's the only, those were the only people who had been voted out to that yeah. point.
0: So Sandra's like, I feel pretty safe And I kind of just want to gather fire tokens Even though we don't know what any of these are worth I know And so she's like, I'll, uh, I'll sell you my idol For your, It was it two fire tokens? Yes,
1: and, she's, and Denise so amazingly was like Okay, I'll give you one now And, and then, then I'll give one you one after, after Tribal Council Yeah, which was
0: This whole thing was just crazy. And what Sandra
1: did not know is that Denise also had had
0: an immunity immunity idol. idol. So
1: now she has two in her pocket.
0: Yeah. And so Denise is like, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll definitely use this to your advantage. And then Denise is like, why did Sandra do this deal with me? We have no relationship. And so what I love is one of the biggest mistakes that people make in this game is telling people many people their plan yep. and telling people when they have an immunity yes. idol it almost yes. never works in no. your favor denise didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. what she was doing she didn't tell them that she had this idol and so she goes to tribal council that night plays two idols which is
1: did she play hey, it for herself and then
0: uh, yeah i think she played one for herself and one for jeremy
1: yeah and remember how she like played one and then she was like oh wait And then she played another one. I got
0: another one. It was amazing. And then nobody saw that coming. Uh -uh. And so all of the votes were deflected because Uh she she played them correctly. And she knocks out Sandra with her one One single vote. vote. And it blindsided everyone Uh in the tribe. And it was honestly like when that happened, I... I was disappointed and sad that we didn't get a lot more of Denise like gameplay for the rest of the season. Because mm-hmm. when she did that, it was like, oh, this woman knows how to play this game. Yeah. And she might be able to deliver like some really cool moves for, throughout the yeah. season. She just I never really... I think she really... was
1: just... Yeah. I think she was afraid that that... Because it kind of did make her a target yeah. after that. Yeah. People were really like, oh, this woman's here to play. And I think that she wanted to kind of lay a little low. But I think she laid too low yeah. is what ended up happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. You and I both had one more on our list, notable play of the season. Do you want to mm. take it?
1: Um. No, you go ahead.
0: So la- last play that we wanted to talk about was Natalie. Um. And this is sort of just kind of a broader, more general play. Natalie comes back from Edge at the end. Everybody left in the game besides kind of Michelle just wants to take out Natalie as quickly as possible. Yeah. Natalie comes back into the game with one idol, which she bought from her Millions of fire tokens That she accumulated <laughs> She had
1: so many That she bought another idol That she just, just gave, gave away to Tyson.
0: She like ran out of, She was like a billionaire On edge it, we,
1: And I was a
0: little bit Frustrated throughout the season Because I felt like We could We never had a very good handle On how many fire tokens People had And the show didn't do A very good job Of explaining that And, yeah. and then I would go online And people would fight About like a basic fact Of the game and be like Doesn't Parvati have like six And people would be like No I think she has like two And like nobody could figure um, it out That so, is annoying So So in this final episode when they like go and show how many everybody has I thought Natalie had like seven and I knew she had the most but I was like she probably has like seven and it shows her up on the screen and it's 14 and it was just like (laughs) what and she's like I uh, bought food, and then I bought, like, three advantage. ad- three advantages in the game, and they won't let me buy more. And I have an idol, and they won't let me buy any more idols, so I guess I'll just buy another idol and give it to Tyson. Like, it was just, like, outrageous. <laughs> it was insane. So, Natalie coming back into the game and, correct- and playing two idols for herself back-to-back completely flipped the game on its yeah. head. Because you had the Tony, Sarah, Ben... Denise uh-huh. alliance, and she dismantled that alliance through two idol plays, and then winning individual immunity at the final four.
1: Yeah, and I think we were planning to get to this later, but I think that that was one of Tony's biggest missteps. So he suspected that Natalie had A an idol when she came back from the edge. What he and in talking with like Sarah and Ben, they were convinced that she didn't, and it for was for no reason. For no reason, it was so dumb. It's like, and and they should have. Expected just or just assumed that she had one, right? right? And I think that that was his biggest misstep was not pushing Ben and Sarah more to like come on his side of thinking like, no, let's just play the safe, whatever. Yeah. And and they didn't, and because she was able to play that, and they had all voted for her, it didn't work out in their favor.
0: That said, wh- one of my favorite Tony moments of the whole season was the next day when he called them. That's out fair, mm-hmm. and was like. I am always compromising with you guys when you feel strongly about something and you never yeah. return the favor to me. Yeah. And he, I mean, it was vindicating to hear him say that because we who has not felt like they've been in that position where you're like, I'm always the one that's like compromising with this person right. who's being unreasonable. Right. But on top of that, it was good gameplay because at the right time, Tony was able to go to them and be like, I was right. You guys never compromised with me. And they both felt so bad about it that at that point, at a very crucial point of the game, yeah. when there are four or five people left, he's able to like, get them to do whatever he wants.
1: And and that's fair. But I think that like, and it ended up working out, obviously for yeah. him. But my fear was like, it, what if it hadn't? Like, what if it, you know what I mean? And he, it could have been, that could have been a moment yeah. Where you know Natalie takes control of the game, which you know we can debate for hours about whether or not that would have been the right thing. But um, so anyway, it was just really frustrating to watch that yeah that go down. He
0: he really wanted to sit in the final three with Sarah. Yeah, and and probably been too, but at least with Sarah. And had they listened to him, they probably could have changed the game and yeah. and made that happen. Yeah. 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 All right. Worst plays of the season. Uh, We already talked about Sandra selling her idol
1: to Denise.
0: So dumb. Um, I think (sighs) unforgivable. And I get it. You're you're on the show. They're probably so hungry and you're not thinking the same way the viewers are thinking at home. But Kim knowing that she was was on on the chopping chopping block block, in a challenge where both one man and one woman... Get immunity, yeah, and she only has to beat out like one more person, and she steps down to go get like pizza or something kind of chocolate. I it, it was, was. something yeah. like really lame too. It. Yeah. it wasn't even like a feast. It was like <laughs> here's a bar of chocolate, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And it's like when she did that, we were like screaming at the TV, like yeah. Kim,
1: like you're going yeah. home tonight. Yeah. And then she like in tribal council that night, she was just like, "I know it was so stupid," and she recognized yeah. how dumb it was. it was. It was really dumb. It
0: was hard to watch because I was really rooting for Kim, partly because Kim was the only person who was reading Tony correctly. She was. I know. And I think she could have given him a really good fight because yeah. it, literally everyone else was like, no, Tony's working with me. And she's like, uh-huh. guys, he's not working with all of you. He,
1: he, well, he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing you, though. Not, rather than working with you, he's like playing with everybody.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, most surprising players of the season Um. I I put a few people on my list that you said that you couldn't really comment on because you didn't see their prior seasons. Yeah, I would just say I was really impressed with Sophie. Why? Let's let's have a Sophie conversation. Yeah. So. I, Sophie said during the season That she considers herself to be a bottom tier winner Yeah I don't know why I don't know if like fans have said that Because you about haven't her. watched her season Okay I haven't seen her season But I, I did know that she felt like she had that reputation Right, yeah I thought for the first half of this season Sophie had a pretty incredible control of the game.
1: Yeah, she really did.
0: And you saw that especially in the Tribal Council where um, Tyson is ousted for the second Second time. Mm -hmm. And there's all this bickering and whispering and whatever else. And at one point she stands up and she says to Tony, Sarah, Ben, Denise, and herself, why don't the five of us just go over here and have a conversation right in now in the and she, middle, middle of tri- tribal council and it was like a pretty baller move i don't know why those others didn't follow them and try and listen in yeah but they all just like set like lame ducks while she like huddled with her group and like they,
1: literal line just like drawn like you like the alliances were not any more clear yeah than in that moment
0: it was it was crazy i and i think that it showed that like Sophie was there to play. Mm-hmm. She was not going to be a sitting duck at any point mm-hmm. in this game. I think making an alliance with Sarah early on um, was really smart of her.
1: But it's also ultimately what got her out because Tony yeah. felt like she was getting too close to his closest right. alliance. And so he was really worried about that. And then the fact that he was able to. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was the only way he could have really taken her out was to do it the way that he did. Yeah. It was like blindsight because she would have played really well and I think that actually that might be my only like thing about not telling people you have an idol because she went home with an idol in her pocket right yeah and I think sometimes when somebody else knows and if they get wind of plans to oust you when they tell you and they know you have an idol you know I then it gives you a chance to play it and counteract a blindside but that's all I would say about that
0: uh, the the only other player I think I want to mention here is Jeremy was surprising to me this season in the opposite direction. I mm-hmm. thought I, I'm a huge Jeremy fan. I, I really lo- like him. I love Jeremy. I think his win um in was it second chances uh, was really impressive. Yeah, and he I I think he's good at all three aspects of the game. He was just kind of always a step behind the game yeah. this time. Yeah, and it was really frustrating. And there were even moments where like, Kim tried to, like, you exp- tried to convince him, like, no, these people are after you. And, like, he was just, like, it was, like, on deaf ears. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I don't know if Jeremy just kind of drew a bad hand this time or what happened. I hope that we see him again. Yeah. But it was it was kind of a rough season been, for him.
1: Yeah, and which is unfortunate because he had also been given some interesting advantages, right? He yeah. had that one, the... um something without power. What is it? The,
0: yeah. The where he
1: could leave tribal council and he didn't get to vote, but also nobody could vote for him. Power, yeah. yeah, And then also yeah. Michelle gave him, gave the coin him flip. her coin, which he didn't end up using, whatever. But it's still like, dude, like yeah. you had all these people trying to work with you. And then. Yeah,
0: well, we're going to get to the Michelle of it all in a minute because there's <laughs> some some stuff to unpack with Michelle. OK, so funniest moments of the season. I, <laughs> I have thought. Like, every day since I saw this air about the fight that Tony and Jeremy have (laughs) about how many days there are in the week... (laughs) And which could not have aired at a better time for all of us. Fair, where like the days are just running together, but they're like sitting on the beach, and I can't. I think like Tony's like, oh, like it's
1: like five days. We work have five. We days. have
0: two weeks left, and Jeremy's like, no, we have ten days left, and he's like, yeah, that's two weeks. And Jeremy's like, no, two weeks is fourteen days, and he's like, no, I work a five day week, that's ten days, and they just go back, and it goes on for a long time and so Jeremy's long. just like and, and Jeremy's <laughs> this firefighter Tony's a cop and they have this like really cute rivalry uh, about that uh-huh. and I love what Jeremy's like this is why cops need to go back to school you need to get an <laughs> education a week left, bro. Two two? Two what two weeks how's that two weeks you had nine days bro five days of working, Yo, working
1: that's week. not two weeks man this isn't a work week that's why police officers need to go back to school Why? because you just said nine days is two weeks ten days is two weeks 14 days is two weeks
0: no i work five days a week but you're not getting any days off you're not going home on the weekends yet you? no but you're I'm- still working on the weekends <laughs> no, <you laughs> pal-
1: um, pal- um pal- i really love that too another tony moment that i really loved is when in the morning he had seen the scroll in his bag that was the extortion oh, one. Yeah. And he like runs. He was like so excited. And He's literally like running like a giddy schoolboy and he just like falls on the ground. It was just like so random. He's like reading. He's like, oh man, this is so great. And then he gets to the part where it's like, this advantage is being played against you. And his face <laughs> drops where it's like oh he's like and he was like oh my gosh i've always i'm a cop i can't ever extort people in real life but i'm so excited to get extort, extort someone, extort someone right? this time he that was, it was so great cute. tv yes it was so cute. that whole episode was I know. phenomenal i know um
0: i loved and it had nothing to do with the game but i loved the sarah's fashion line yeah. scene where she's like they just like the camera comes in and she's like everybody knows that i'm really beautiful and i'm funny and smart. i'm smart but they don't know that i'm also creative a creative fashion designer and then she starts like making clothes out of like whatever <laughs> shit they have around the camp and everybody does a little like walk cat <laughs> like <a> catwalk, catwalk. <laughs> i like i oh, give me more of those moments this, this is, is why really this is why i want episodes to be 90 minutes mm. because they pack all the gameplay in and it's great but I would love. I would not be mad about another twenty minutes of just of like camp humanizing. Life but like
1: not like the annoying camp life where it's like we don't have any more food. Like I want to see. Because we're over like, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see the the moments that humanizes these because that, that moment really humanized Sarah for me. It did in a way that I hadn't seen before, yeah. and it made it feel like oh. You yeah. have, like, real personality And you're, yeah, and it was
0: it I, was sweet I want to see, yeah, I want to see Sarah Doing her fashion line, I want to see Tony building His dangerous ladder and climbing up a tree <laughs> Like, I want to see that stuff It's good stuff <laughs> The Tony ladder thing Was wild That ladder, and everybody's just like He's going he's to die, die. <laughs> He's going to die out here, and it was, like, day one too. And he's, like, climbing up this, like, ladder That is falling apart as he's climbing it And he's like, no, 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 I can make this work <laughs>
1: <laughs> to his credit, he made it work. <laughs>
0: I mean, he got up he got up there for whatever his thing was. Um, oh. I loved early on in the season, Parvati and Rob, who were like a dream team for me, and I so wish had gone on yeah. much longer. Um, they have this great scene where they're dealing with Adam, who they find to be pretty obnoxious, find him to be a pest. And Rob... Um, Rob goes and tries to work with Adam and he knows that Adam is, and the others are trying to oust him and Parv mm-hmm. and Adam won't work with Rob. And so Rob just says to Adam, well, I'll just tell Michelle and Jeremy that you're trying to blindside them. And 99 times out of a hundred, that could not work yeah. like because that person would just be like, no, I'll go tell my alliance that you're going to, th- that you just threatened me to do that. But in this particular situation, Rob has like this ability to manipulate that is just so incredible. And Adam is not trusted. Like, people don't trust him in the game. Yeah. And so when Rob threatened that, Adam's just like, no, don't do that. Cause Adam knows there's nothing he can do to stop that from happening. And Rob's like, yeah. And then there, there's a, like an in between scene where um, Rob and Parv are like lying on the beach sunbathing and they're both just like really relaxed and Parv's like, how did Adam even win his season? And Rob's like, I don't know. And then Rob just says, should we bury him? And Parv (laughs) goes, I'm down. And then the next scene, Rob's walking down to the beach with Jeremy and Natalie, and he's like, you guys, what am I supposed to do about Adam? He's trying to get you out. And it flipped the The game, game. and they Uh all blindsided Adam. And it was just like that whole series of events. I mean, it was good gameplay, but it was also just hilarious to watch. It was very
1: funny, and then so cringy. That tribal council where he goes <sighs> okay. There's like a flirtily like little like icon thing in Jeff's like dais or whatever you call that thing. Yeah, his like podium, and Adam is like convinced convinced that it is an immunity idol. Mm-hmm. So he goes over. And like tries to take it out for a long, a long time. time. And, it's and like, then he goes back and sits down and he's like, but can I play it? Yeah. Even though he couldn't get and it. And just out. like
0: my podium. You wanna play my podium <laughs> as your immunity idol. Damn. Nothing, huh? Not anything. Looked like maybe it was something worth a shot <laughs> I don't know then maybe that was an idol I don't know you're convinced it's not is it can I play it I want to play that
1: you want to play this yeah
0: can I play that
1: this thing that you can't get off of the voting pole yeah I yeah
0: I want to play that so if that is an idol it would be historic yeah the first idol Ever hidden at
1: Tribal Council, in plain view of all players, selected by you, and played for you.
0: Exactly. That is not a hidden immunity, Adam. Worth a shot.
1: That is just part of the voting
0: podium. <laughs> Any votes cast for Adam will still count. There, I saw this hilarious <laughs> meme on Twitter uh-huh. that was like, um, it like showed Adam doing that and was like and jeff like no this is not a hidden immunity idol and then it said but if boston rob had tried to play it and then it shows <laughs> jeff going this is a hidden immunity idol. <laughs> which like i did, i'm I did not that, that cynical about the show but i do know the producers were probably so sad when rob got voted out yeah. in this because yeah. like he's great tv they he's like great him.
1: tv yeah I, anyway yeah but that was another very funny moment
0: yeah um, okay, so beyond funny moments best TV moments of the season the Ethan log oh, challenge my
1: gosh I was like so teary through that whole thing.
0: Oh it, it you know, so most of the episodes I don't feel like we got long edge of extinction scenes, which Mm-mm. was appropriate, but this was an exception I think yeah. this edge scene was 10 minutes.
1: It was long and
0: yeah, e- Ethan has survived cancer twice yeah He's a, an extremely popular player People love him Because he's very sweet He's not great at the game no. um, Anymore Yeah he, he won like season two and, and it just The game has kind of Passed it's them It's
1: totally up. Totally different now
0: But they So they do this challenge Where every The four people Who are on edge of extinction Have to run up to the top Of this mountain And retrieve one log After another All day long Somebody it's calculated 20 times yeah 20 go up Somebody calculated it Online and, and Said that they figured out It was like Something like 15 miles Yeah and it, it was
1: and, and like it's not like flat. It's like you are. Climb. There's like a bunch of stairs. Like you and know.
0: they had to do it by sunset, and so they're running. Yeah, and it took them all day. Yeah, and of course Natalie, you know, whizzes through it. She's but a beast. but even it was so hard to even Natalie, who is a beast, yeah. collapsed at the end and was like crying in the water. Yes. Like she was so exhausted. So poor Ethan um collapses at some point. Yeah. Medical comes out and he's you know teary eyed and I don't I don't know if I could make it and the other women are kind of trying to encourage him as they're like running by him. Mm-hmm. And the they fi- he f- pushes onward and And uh, the
1: women had already finished. The
0: women had already finished and then he has one more trip up there as the sun is setting. It like could not have been better filming. No. And the f- the four is it four or three three women the three
1: mo- it's um Danny, Amber, Amber and, and Natalie. Natalie
0: decide to go do the last trek with them, yeah. even though they are so exhausted and they're all going up the mountain crying together. Time, I was his,
1: it, it a wreck. Was...
0: I'm like getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. I was a wreck during that really, scene.
1: really, really... <laughs> like, I mean, so much of the show is... You know, conniving and whatever, but this was a really good display of just like human grit. Yeah. And then the power of, you know, people standing alongside you, as like corny as that sounds, but like walking with you in those like final, like hard moments. So, yeah. It was, yeah. it was very good. It was, yeah, one of my favorite scenes from this season.
0: Uh, Tony and Sarah making fire at the end. Unbelievable.
1: I would have been really sad if either of them had voted the other out. Mm. like turned on them it would have made me just like kind of bummed me out a little bit right yeah. um and so i couldn't think of a better way for one of them to go home than to be pitted against each other to willingly i mean they were both okay with it right and yeah. sarah even said that too she's like this is how i would want to go yeah. Is for him to take me out like this
0: yeah The the challenge itself was so gripping yeah, I mean it was it was a tight, tight challenge, and yeah. every you could see everybody in the jury just like on the edge of their seats, and Tony squeaks it out and then just breaks down and I mean, sobbing, sobbing, and it, it especially if you watched Kagayan
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they played together the first time, mm-hmm. it is such an interesting arc to see this happen because. Tony, they they made this, like, little Cops R S alliance in Mm Cagayan, but Tony was not sincere about it. Yeah. And Sarah was. She thought they were going to be, like, buddies. And he blindsided her in Cagayan. And when he blindsided her and she got voted out, he literally started clapping and cheering. Yeah. And was like, yeah, get her out of here. And, like, you know, and Tony's a nice guy. He's not a a jerk about it. But he was so excited that he made, like, this big play against this person who thought was working with him. In this season... He literally, at one point, Sarah wanted him to do something that was not going to be good for his game. And he said, I'll do it for you. I am willing to lose this game for you. I'm not going to do that for anybody else, yeah. though. So if this if this play is coming from, like, Denise or Ben, you need to tell me or something. Yeah. But so that... That whole change in their relationship is really fascinating. And so when when he beats her at fire and then realizes that he's just ousted her mm-hmm. by beating her at fire and breaks down sobbing, like he
1: can't even look at her when she walks away. And he's
0: yeah, and he's he's hugging and they embrace for a very long yeah. time. And Sarah just keeps telling him like it's okay, I'm gonna go have some food and you're gonna have a great time tomorrow yep. and just like focus on and your. And then game she goes and
1: out and does that. Ooh,
0: ooh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it it was honestly like. There's no way he doesn't win the game even before that happens. But, yeah. like, once you see that whole emotional display happen in front yeah. of the jury, it's like, this is over. Yeah. 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 Over, over. Great TV.
1: So, you are a fan of the... You need. Let's talk about Ben. Let's talk about Ben, and let's talk about Ben and Sarah. Okay. Because we have different... This is, like, maybe the one thing yeah. <laughs> about this season you and I really disagree on. I'm not a Ben fan. I know you're not. And... Um, but you're a fan of his character arc and transition this season.
0: I'm a f- I like him as a person more than I did before. Okay. I don't what what I think about his gameplay has not changed. I don't think Ben is very a very good strategic game player. No. Um I know that giving himself up to Sarah and saying, you can blindside me tonight so that you have something to tout to the jury. I know that that's not good for his individual game, but I get it. They had just come off of this bad situation where Ben and Sarah ignored Tony Mm. uh, about the idol thing that Natalie had. And I think Ben because Ben wasted his idol. He didn't need to waste the night before. If he had just listened to Tony, they could have orchestrated something and just gotten rid of Denise without wasting idols. And so Ben is unprotected at this point. Yeah. And he's left with Natalie, who has one immunity again. Yeah. Michelle, and then Tony and Sarah. And I think Ben saw the writing on the wall and was like, I'm going out, so I can either do it kicking and screaming or... I can use my ousting to help the one person in this game that I actually care about which is Mm -hmm. Sarah and when you put into context too that the the episode before Ben had made the comment to Jeff about I guess I'm having a really hard time making friends in this game yeah and he had made some comments in his prior season where nobody liked him and nobody would work with him and he had to just like keep winning idols to stay in the game Mm -hmm. that Ben kind of has this complex where he's like people don't like me I don't know why and I mean, I know why. Well, he's
1: and part of he it, can is be like,
0: grading, and he yeah. Well, be, and like
1: how personal he took the stuff with Jeremy, Jeremy this season was just like so weird, and it was so out of place, especially this far along in yeah. Survivor history. It's like the game has evolved so much past. I would yeah. hope past like this really like personal feeling about stuff. It's yeah. like I
0: don't know. So so I think Ben has some issues. Yeah. but people can only progress for, for, pro- progress from where they are and i think for ben he's talking to sarah and he deeply feels sad about the fact that he has a hard time making friends Yeah, and he cares about Sarah and he sees the writing on the wall and knows that he's going to go and he realizes he can help Sarah and actually like have a friendship with her outside of the game which is really important to him mm-hmm. more important than like possibly surviving one more day in this game but not, he's not going to win like yeah. Ben's not going to no. win and so I think he sees all of that and he offers it to Sarah and then he sees how Grateful and emotional that makes Sarah And then he doubles down on it And is like yeah this is what I want to do And so like I found it so Humanizing and Mm -hmm. it it made me do a 180 on Ben where I was like oh This is like a good dude who's just like Has a personality struggle that he Needs to work through Mm -hmm. and so Yeah not a good gameplay I'm down for the Ben move though
1: Yeah I I don't know I think the humanizing part Kind of went past me because it was just so Stupid (laughs) (laughs) And I have a hard time believing that it would have helped Sarah enough to yeah. push her over the edge to actually win the game. She's it, not beating Tony, no. no. And so this idea that like, oh no, then you can use this. Also, I just have this had this feeling that it would come out that Ben told her it would be okay. I just like you know, and so like the jury yeah. would know that it wasn't. It wasn't. Like her a, move. It wasn't really a blind side because he was like, no, you should do this.
0: If it doesn't come out though, it that is something. For Sarah to be like, well, I couldn't get rid of Tony, so I blindsided Tony and Ben by getting rid of Ben. You know, that's something. But no, I agree. Like, Sarah's never beating Tony at this point in the game. Okay. And then you and I also, I think, have a little bit of a different... I I really liked Sarah talking about the way women are treated in the game. I really
1: did, too. Parts of it fell on deaf ears just because of what I know of her outside of the game and being like a very... Um, like, just uh, I don't know how to say this <laughs> kindly. Um, just her, her politics don't necessarily match up with what she was saying about like women in the game and whatever. So it was just a very, it was very incongruent with other things I knew about her. But I did like the speech, and I do think within the context of the game, it was really powerful.
0: There was so in season thirty nine, uh, a couple of the women, and I think. It was led by Kelly, who was the victim of the inappropriate uh touching in season 39, which was just a horrible TV moment. Um, Gave a little bit of a similar speech and conversation with Jeff, where they talked about like this show and the producers do not treat women the same they treat men. And one of the things they brought up that I had never thought about before is she had said in 39, uh, whenever two or more women work together, we all call it an all female alliance mm-hmm. and we're like oh they're they're probably oh those women just walked off together they're probably trying to form an all female alliance but when two dudes work together we never say like it's an all man alliance never. never we literally, never, literally say never say that come up. and and she was just like the the fact that like we even find it threatening to the point that women on the show sometimes will not go and talk to other women because they don't, they don't be want to be perceived yep. mm-hmm. as doing this thing and she's just like this is th- like This is just like an inherent societal problem that we have. And the show perpetrates it because then they go to tribal council and Jeff is like, is there an all-female alliance? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I love Jeff and I'll defend him to the death. I think he's a great host and I think he's a really good person. He cares about these people. But it so it was interesting when Sarah gives the speech and it's just like, Jeff, like you call the dudes by their last names, but you don't do that for the women. Like, what is that? What yeah. does that mean about what yeah. you're thinking inside? And, like, the way the women are treated in this game, it's just a different thing. Yeah. Like, you're buddy-buddy with the dudes, but then, like, with us, you're a little bit more, like, professional. And uh, and to Jeff's credit... He owns up to it. He's like, yeah, yeah I hadn't, like, thought about that. Yeah. And and uh, and so I just... I and thought the, it was great. And then there was that
1: really good moment, though, where he calls her Sarah, and she's like, it's Lucina. Lucina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really... It was actually really funny and cute and yeah. lighthearted, yeah. so...
0: Okay, I've got five uh, what ifs. Uh, let's run through them just really fast. Okay, uh, what if Sandra doesn't quit uh, Edge of Extinction? She stays on the jury. Who does she vote for? I think I could make an argument for all three.
1: I think she really dislikes Tony.
0: She really dislikes Tony. They they went at it yeah. in Game Changers. Yeah. But does she also just vote for him because he ha- he played the best game? I think she votes for Natalie. She's she has no relationship with Natalie, but in this scenario, she would have spent a lot of time time with with her her on edge. edge. That's
1: that's who I think. I
0: could see her also voting for Michelle because Michelle played the closest game to what Sandra's game is, which is sort of like a not perceived as a physically strong player. But, you know, i worked my way to the end anyway. Yeah. What if they had cast Richard Hatch?
1: I think the same thing would have happened in Heroes versus Villains. I think he would have been voted out very early.
0: You think he's still perceived as a threat? Like that. I, I
1: think people just don't want him around.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh all right. Who is in the final three if there's no edge of extinction? So Natalie doesn't come back.
1: And nobody ends up and nobody gets like the advantages and disadvantages from Edge or Let,
0: what? let's just imagine a simple scenario where they don't do that final challenge, so nobody comes back mm. at the six.
1: So who was left at that then?
0: Ben, Denise. Uh, Michelle, Sarah, Tony
1: I bet you would have been Sarah, Tony, Ben You think they would I have think made they would it, have stayed. they would have pulled it off yeah. I think so too. And I think Tony still would have won Yeah. Spoiler alert, Tony wins <laughs> We haven't actually officially mentioned that
0: Alright uh, Natalie obviously comes back from edge at the end Would anybody have done better at the end of the game if they had beat Natalie in that challenge? No. What about Rob?
1: No. I don't think so
0: I don't think so either. I think Rob may have done as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He would have come back in with an idol. He
1: does have... So if he had made it to the final three, I don't know. Because he does have more like allies on the jury than I think Natalie did. Even though she spent so much time on edge with them, what he said, he was like, you basically isolated yourself from us. And I don't think Rob did that or... You know, so I think he would have been able to, and he's very good with his words. Yeah. He's very good at explaining. So maybe he would have done better. I don't think he would have beat Tony, though.
0: I don't think he would have either. How does Parv do if she comes back? She links back up with Michelle, obviously, it would be like her natural. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, watching Parv play is really fun. This season, I mean, she just didn't have like a ton of spark.
0: Yeah. I think. Well, she had a baby like on, Ten on the plane yes. on the way to Survivor. <laughs> uh, I, I thought she was thrilling to watch. But the the thing about Parv's game is Parv usually comes alive at the merge. She mm. lies really low. Mm. And so I think that we didn't see a typical Parv season. That's fair. Yeah. That said, she had a lot of great moments on oh, Edge. Oh, and she yeah. always seemed involved in like the thing that was happening yes, on Edge, which yes. is says something about the, yeah, the kind that's of game. Yeah. Uh, anybody you wish would have come back for 40 that did not come back.
1: I don't know if I've seen any seasons with winners who weren't on 40. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Uh, I would have loved to see Tina come back. I heard that she said they didn't ask her and she said probably because I'm too old because she's like in her 60s now. She was on Blood versus Water. Tina. So Tina was Africa. It was like season two or three. I can't remember which. I think it was two. Uh... Blonde, kind of Southern woman, and she won. Yeah, and she's oh wow, she's, I'm like yeah, she's a, she's one of my all time favorite players. Okay. And she's played I think three times, okay. and then she came back in Blood versus Water and took like fourth. And she she played with her daughter, and she was great. Mm, mm. Um, so I and she she's just the camera loves her and audiences love her. I think she would have been fun to have back. Maybe she's too old. I don't know. Who knows? All right, let's talk about them. Um, we've we've covered a lot of this already, but. Let's talk about the Michelle of it all. Is Michelle good at this game?
1: No. She's got a
0: hell of a scorecard. She's played twice, made it to the end twice, and won once.
1: I think... Oh, I mean, I I could see people making a a really clear argument that she played a very good game, right? Mm -hmm. I think that she played a very reactive game. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, and, and that can be good. Like you, And that was basically her whole final tribal argument was, I was always on the bottom and I still was able to make it here. And I think that there's something to be said about that. But I value the people who can see 10 steps ahead. Yeah. And I don't think that she has, can do that at all. Mm-hmm. I also think despite having some really strong like one-person alliances, like with Natalie at the end, with Jeremy until he got sent home, she doesn't have a very good social game. I don't think people like her that much.
0: Really? No. I thought that was like the thing about Michelle is that people like her.
1: What evidence from the season?
0: Well, when she won her prior season and people were like, that was such a lame win, yeah. the, the argument was, well, she's, she didn't make any big strategic moves and she's not a strong physical player, but people like her so much, so they voted for her anyway. Mm. So she was a social player. Maybe, but I mean, this season I, think, I, I didn't I think see it dudes, that much. I think all the dudes voted for her because they thought she was pretty and that yeah, that's which is not her that's... fault. No Um, The thing is The thing about Michelle Is I like Michelle And I liked her a lot more In this season Than her prior season And there were There was that moment Where she like Really struggled on that challenge And just started crying That like I felt was humanizing Of her I really liked That she won two Individual immunities Right at the end And
1: I really loved When she was Really struggling On the um the like obstacle course challenge, and then came back with that puzzle, yeah, and then just decimated everybody in the puzzle, and then kicked over her tower that was a really she, that was a really it was a good moment. Michelle moment
0: yeah. um the thing about Michelle is I can't figure her out because mm. there were multiple almost every episode there was something that she did that I was like that is either an incredibly complicated smart move that she just made or she's playing erratically and she just stumbled into something that worked out really well and I don't know which it is and with most Mm. players you can figure it out because they'll explain it Yeah, and be like, I'm doing this for this reason but with Michelle, you never really got good explanations for anything Yeah, and so, and I don't know, maybe she's just not a great narrator. I, I don't know what it is but like, she would, she, like when she gave Jeremy the flip coin thing and then voted for Jeremy, it, no it was sense. like, this is either incredibly stupid or you were ingratiating yourself with this majority alliance while saving your secret alliance. And I don't know which it is. Yeah. And if it's the latter, then like, oh, you're pretty strategically smart. Sure. I just I can't figure it out. <laughs> that said, obviously, Michelle should not be Natalie or Tony.
1: No. I, but it, it was I was really... sad
0: that she didn't get a vote,
1: and I think that like when watching when Jeff was reading those final votes, like it hit her really early She's in like, him. Oh, reading I'm it. not
0: getting a vote, and it
1: was and it was it was a little heartbreaking to watch that. I wish that yeah Wendell come
0: on Wendell Wendell. Wendell. after everything you guys probably went through together that was so funny she would like every episode she'd be like Wendell my ex but like there was never any detail beyond that it was like did you go on a date did you have a baby together did he cheat on you did you find out he's a terrorist like we never got any detail and it was so infuriating because it was just like don't bring this up unless you're going to bring us in. You I know, know. Like,
1: it was just really throwing me such crazy. teases, Natalie. Ugh, I mean, I like. Na- I I'm a Natalie her. fan from yeah. from
0: way back. I thought her win in her season was. It was so
1: good. The f- dominant. It was amazing. It was amazing. I'm. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know we talked about the edge aspect i don't think that natalie i don't think natalie should have won
1: no I um, agree.
0: because it, and even if even if it wasn't tony and it was sarah at the end i think sarah win, should win in that situation mm-hmm. i just don't think the person coming back from edge should win that said
1: i'm if, glad it was her that it, came back from the edge I,
0: i'm glad it was natalie yeah. if natalie had gone against tony and the fire and beat and him, beat him I, I think she has a a pretty strong case at the end. Well, and
1: even Rob said that, right? Yeah. He was like, you almost played a perfect game, but you should have taken Tony out in the fire.
0: It, I, think, I think she maybe wins in that situation. That's fair, yeah. Because she would have picked up Rob and Amber as votes, at least.
1: Yeah. Um, but I thought that she... I mean, the fact that she was voted out first and had so much time on the edge made it so that she, you know, was able to rack up all those fire tokens more so than other people who hadn't been there for very long. But with that said, she still dominated on the edge. I mean, she was just... a beast. It was just this amazing display of, like human like willpower and yeah. just like physical strength it with even and, despite everything else going on right and, i mean and
0: she's competing against people who are not bad at challenges no. Ty- tyson is like an endurance athlete yeah. and he's very good at challenges and she's like running laps around him yeah which is interesting she was not that strong in her first season. No. It, it, she, like, became, like, a CrossFit instructor or something yeah. between the last time she played and now. And so when she showed up this time, I was like, oh, Olympian
1: Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah.
0: We're getting, like, Natalie Plus now.
1: <laughs> and in that final challenge, which ended up bringing her back into the game, so she had those three advantages... And she almost without them she would have lost. Yeah. Because she was really struggling on that first part. Yeah. But I'm really it was w- a up. really powerful moment to have her like win. Because if
0: Wendell had come ugh. back, that would have been like that would have been the worst case scenario of Edge's. But Wendell. also he
1: didn't have an immunity idol, so they probably would have voted him out yeah. like right away. Whatever. Unless he but, won but, the ugh. challenge
0: or something. Ugh. Anyway. Anything else you want to say about Tony?
1: I love Tony. I'm, he was so fun to watch this season. And yeah. I like him as like a, a person too. Yeah. And I love that the game is not personal to him. And yet he was still able to bring personal, like his relationship with Sarah was like a very, I don't know, tender relationship. It was, it was sweet. Yeah. So, and I thought 100% he deserved the win. He,
0: he had the jury wrapped oh, around my his finger. He, he did,
1: did you see that tweet where it was like, for a final jury, final uh, tribal council, Tony, hi. And then there was like a gif of all the people just like laughing. <laughs> it was like all he had to do was they like... They loved him. They loved him. Him talking about his spy nest and being up there just like shaking for an hour one yeah. time or whatever. They were cracking up. They just thought like...
0: So a couple of things are happening here One is you're dealing with A season 40 and not a season 1 Where people see the game much differently And they want to play a game Yeah, They don't see themselves in like some Social documentary, they want to play a game And the game is tricking each other So if, if you can trick me I am actually going to have respect for your game. Yeah. I'm not going to be mad about it. So that that's going on. You're also dealing with returners who have won the game. So it's all people who are playing at a high level who get that on an even yeah. higher level than yeah. usual. And then third, and I've thought a lot about this with Tony, Tony plays one of the most aggressive games you can find, but nobody people like him still, and I think the reason is because even though he is manipulating and lying and swearing on his badge and lie, you know, and in his children's <laughs> life and, you know, yeah. all this stuff, he's never personal about it. Never. He's never unnec- He's never unnecessarily mean to people. Uh-uh.
1: No, and, never.
0: And I think that people feel that from him. And yeah. even if they're, like, frustrated or annoyed that he bested them, they're, they don't have, like, this animosity over it. No,
1: and that was brought up, right, in the final Tribal Council. It was like, you voted so many of these people out and yet none of us are mad at you for it, yeah. right? was just really... And the fact that he got no votes the yeah. entire season against How? him. I have no idea. He was just so good at convincing people that he was not the main target Yeah, to always try and get somebody else out. I cannot... like The fact that he got no votes against him the entire season was unbelievable. I mean, the... and he also won four individual immunities this season. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of it too where like... He had there weren't as many opportunities for people to vote for him because he was protected so many times, but still, it was un- unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: I, I think you have a hard time at this point arguing that he is not the best who's ever played the game.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, like, yeah. and, and what what does that mean? I, I think that's a hard thing to even compare across like decades yeah. because the game has evolved and he has the benefit of having seen 39 seasons come before him. Totally. And having
1: played twice before. And I mean, he he got voted yeah. out pretty early in Game Changers, right?
0: Um, Yeah. He was one of the first vote yeah. outs. Sandra took him out, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's hard to make that kind of I, I get that. And so. I think that what you have at this point is for, for a long time people have sort of thought of Parv, Robin, Sandra as kind of like the big right, three of the game. Right. I think at at a minimum he becomes part of that and you now yeah. have a big four. Yeah. And that maybe that's like your Mount Rushmore of Survivor players. <laughs> I love and, it. And, uh And I think... You know, he obviously played the most dominant game in 40. He obviously deserved his win. I don't think people have... I've seen a lot of people like, I wish Natalie had won. I wish Michelle had won. I just don't think you can make with a straight face that they deserved it over him, though.
1: I agree. Yeah. I agree. No, And he has won the most Survivor money. Yeah. He's won the same amount of times as Sandra, but he's won a million more dollars than she did. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone is pretty huge. <laughs> so everybody got paid
0: to come right. be in the season, which normally everybody does, but they got paid like quite a bit. We, Skylar and I calculated it, and maybe we may have calculated it wrong, but I think The person who made the lease still made like 60 or 70 grand out of this like they all got paid a bunch to come on they got paid based on when they got voted out and then they all got paid like another 10 grand to come back for the reunion zoom which was
1: wait i didn't even watch that
0: it didn't happen like oh oh, oh. because they they were going to have like a reunion episode but they ended up just like showing everybody's in their zoom up on the did you not see this like all the tiles it was like partway through the last episode well, jeff was like okay when we come back from commercial we'll have more game and here's everybody on zoom and they all wave and that was the whole reunion <laughs> that was all it was which i, I didn't I, miss it actually
1: no no i felt like the fact that they were all other than sandra still there for the final tribal basically do you know what i mean like it, it felt like a reunion yeah yeah, yeah so.
0: i was good with it too
1: well we have talked too long about yeah Survivor. we
0: will wrap it up now um Thanks for coming Jolene so this welcome. was this was a lot of fun let's do we should do this every season just do like a recount of a recap of what happened at the Done. end of the season
1: Okay I really like we're not getting a teen season right Jeff's whole thing is 16, 17, 15, 16 17 year olds apply. Cool parents, cool school. He's like, I really, if it is, I will, I will literally stab somebody. I think in the Jeff leg. is like, just losing his
0: mind and social distancing <laughs> him, in his garage.
1: Him. That building, was, a, it was so funny. Building him, his it, set in yes, his garage. It's very funny to me. <laughs> oh, even Jeff. And yeah. I'm, and I'm using my, my workout headphones or like whatever he said.
0: <laughs> God bless him.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Meg will be back next week to talk about some other trash TV. (laughs) And until then, everybody have a nice time. Or not. Or not. (laughs) Bye. Bye.